This is Analog Spectrum. Their first idea for a podcast had to do with funding a Hee Haw revival show. That didn't happen, so consider yourself lucky. The red light is flashing. The red light is on. This is Analog Spectrum, and this is Tony, and I'm here with Doug. Uh, we're going to record a few shows. We're going to yeah. start with some stuff. Post-holidays. We're post-holidays now, yeah. yeah. And so, New Year, happy 2023 to everybody. Before we, okay, first, today what we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. is uh, two movies. Yes. Uh, and Ooh, Joint effort here. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about Bat- the Batman and the Joker. I think these two work well together. I think. Yeah, even yeah. even uh, even uh, for uh, uh, obviously the the characters live in the same universe, yeah. but I well, think stylistically there's a lot of similarities. Uh, that's well. what, exactly the point I was making. Yeah. They're yeah. they're very similar, and it's almost like the the directors in a way kind of got together. But we'll get into all that. Mm-hmm. Hey, first thing I want to do before we get started, and you can you can slap me if you want, uh, is uh, I, I'm, I as we've talked about in the, in the past, I edit the. Uh, the podcast. So every time I'm editing these, I'm thinking, "Oh, that was a mistake. That was a mistake." So I'm going to issue a few corrections before we get started. Uh, first, uh, there's 17 games in the regular season of the NFL. I think a while ago I said like 15, and they actually upped the games in 2021. Uh, <laughs> I talked about the. I talked about the uh, the. Uh, we talked when we were talking about racing and cars. I, I mentioned Watkins Glen being in California. No, Watkins Watkins uh, Watkins Glen is in New York, and Sears Point is in California. Yeah. Uh, Ron. Howard was not involved in Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Okay. Uh, that the thing I keep talking that about. Was Spielberg and Tom Hanks, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Hanks. But uh, I mean, I think he was also. I think. Uh, I think Hanks too. Now whatever. I'm gonna have to correct this shit later. So uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, there's somebody fact checking us. Who cares? Anyway, I'm, go, fa- I'm, I'm fact. I'm fact. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. fact go, checking. Go, go. Us. Yeah, yeah. It go. bothers me. All right. So anyway, the one the uh, one thing we always talk about. I mentioned the. Uh, uh, that whole thing where people think they're smarter than they really are, <laughs> that is called, uh, which is ironic right now. There is no claim of smartness on this side of the room, I'll tell you that's, that. That's referring, I think we talked about it before, but that was that's the Dunning-Kruger effect. And that's a, uh, is cognitive bias in which people wrongly overestimate their knowledge and ability in a specific area. It's actually, when you start drilling down on it, it's actually very interesting. Okay, and, uh, let's yeah, do an episode on that. I will, I will. Right. And I, I think a while ago I talked about how there is a, a uh, certain rule uh, or a certain law where uh, – where in the time you have something uh, to get in the time you have to get something done is the time you need to get something done mm-hmm. and that's referred to as parkinson's law okay so, so yeah it sounds like the, philosophy to me it, it well it isn't it but it makes sense because you ever think about like i know especially when i was in in, in school like you might have when i was taking classes and you know and, and it kind of feeds with procrastination because mm-hmm. you, you think well i have two weeks to get this done so i better start working on it and you procrastinate next thing you know you've got two days and somehow you manage to get it done you know it's almost kind of feeds into that thing also where you say you know uh 80 percent of 80 percent of uh, of something that you need to get done takes you about 20 percent of the time that last 20 percent takes about 80 percent of your time depending mm-hmm. on how much perfection you want to uh to uh to ob- obtain you know mm-hmm. how close you want to get to perfection mm-hmm. so anyway it's basically uh uh you know 
like it says here, you give yourself a week to, uh, to complete a two-hour task. Then uh, you mentioned psychologically speaking, the task will increase in complexity and becomes more daunting uh, so as to fill the week. So anyway, I always thought that was an interesting thing. So there okay. you go. There you go. Okay. Parkinson's Law. It's actually Parkinson's. nothing. Oh. That and the Dunning-Kruger effects both are very interesting. So Okay. There all right. Go. Okay. So movies. Uh, uh, DC versus Marvel. I, uh, uh, not DC versus Marvel. Uh, but I wrote that down. Hmm. I was thinking about this all when when I was putting this together. How hmm. right now the DC universe is kind of blowing up because uh, James Gunn, who who did uh, uh, well, he he, uh, he did Suicide Squad for DC, but he also is the guy who did uh, 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 Guardians of the Galaxy and some other stuff. Hmm. And uh, he is now this the the co CEO or something like that of DC, and he's like a clean clearing house. He's Getting rid of all the, you know, he's getting rid of Jason Momoa as Aquaman. He got rid of, uh, 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 what's his name, The Rock, Super Dwayne Johnson as mm-hmm. Black Adam. Got rid of Henry Cavill as mm-hmm. Superman, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and got rid of Patty Jenkins associated with Wonder Woman. He's just basically doing, just take, just resetting the DC universe, you know, mm-hmm. the DC extended universe. Mm-hmm. But I was also thinking about that versus Marvel and, and which one I like better. And and I think we talked about this quote before. I think the quote that Harvey uh, Dent had or Two Face had in the the second Batman movie, you know, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I think about that with the Marvel universe. Used to be really really good. Mm. Now I kind of look at it as you know almost like a caricature of what it used to be. It's just not as good as it used to be. Mm. You know, so so I'm almost a little bit of a fan of the DC universe, probably because it's a little bit more organic and chaotic right now but anyway okay yeah but uh but we mentioned uh uh we talked about the batman we'll start with the batman you said uh, well you, it's been a little bit since you've seen it but you're mm-hmm. yeah so uh just real quick uh the batman oh spoiler alerts obviously right mm-hmm. uh two hours and 56 minutes long directed by matt reeves uh he he uh has done a lot of different stuff did some episodes of felicity there you go. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I never seen uh, it. Don't know was what it, a, is. it was a show in the nineties. It was a kind right. of a chick show in the nineties. Okay. Uh, did Cloverfield, did the uh, Planet of the Apes movies, Dawn and War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, written by uh, uh, written by Matt Reeves, also written by Peter Craig. Uh, Peter Craig also wrote Top Gun Maverick. So there you go. Uh, or had okay. has a writing credit. Uh, so starring Robert Pattinson as Batman, Zoe Kravitz as uh, Catwoman, Selena Kyle, Jeffrey Wright as uh, Gordon, Colin Farrell as the penguin, et cetera, et cetera. I thought it was interesting that, you know, because I'm a bit of a comic book nerd, uh, this was a, to me, this had a bit of the uh, uh, Batman Year One and also a little bit of Batman The Long Halloween, which were two uh, comic book uh, stories, uh, long, long arcs. Year One being when Batman first became Batman and, and The Long Halloween just went through a, a, a whole year of Batman trying to catch this individual. I think his name was like Calendar Man. And, uh, but in the course, this one started in Halloween, but this is just a early, you know, kind of, I, I personally thought it was kind of an early, uh, uh, time in Batman's, uh, career, crime fighting career, you know, where, you know, he had, he, he, you know, is up against the Riddler in this, you know, he has to, uh, and also he, he's kind of, uh, up against organized crime, the Falcone, uh, mob family and so forth. So. Uh, so anyway, uh, what did you think of it? What were your thoughts on it? Uh, my first comment is I'm in way over my head. Are you really? What do you mean? Oh Jesus! I don't know any of that shit. It's okay. So, but I want to get your opinion. I, I think- yeah. Well, so so, so here, this is good. For, okay, for, for listeners, you'll get two 
you'll get two reviews of this movie. Mm -hmm. One, I literally accidentally found this movie and I didn't, I don't know if, I think it might have been when I had a cold or something and I was right. looking for something to do and I just turned it on. I had, <laughs> I'd never heard of it before. I didn't right. know any of these people, nothing. I just watched it totally out of the blue. Right. And I gave it, I gave it none of me. You know what I mean? Like right. I was not invested in this film in any way, shape, or form. You clearly are a Batman fan. At I least am. to the point where you have all this background knowledge and <clears throat> you know you you can see the conflicts and the storylines and all that sort mm -hmm. of stuff i don't know any of that shit so. well I, so uh, my, my point is just this when people are listening to your comments that's what you you have all of that background mine uh, like literally like a six-year-old like i have no clue well yeah but well, from the movie making perspective that's right. kind of where i'm seeing it and just from an individual story uh, with the, you know, I know who Batman is. I know right. who the Riddler is, and, you know, whatever. Right. Adam and Gordon West. and all those yeah. folks, yeah. Adam West and all that. Anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, tell me what you, tell, I mean, I, I, but I tell you, with that said, I, and I could be wrong, I have a feeling that we're probably, we may have similar views about this movie. Yeah, it could be. But yeah. my, my point to it, the whole thing is that, that I went into this as a complete neophyte. You know what I mean? I, so, so, and I'm fine with that. That doesn't, but, doesn't mean my opinion less valuable. It just, it's a different perspective. And also, but, you, but, you're familiar, but you're yeah. familiar. I mean, you, we and I talked about the dark Knight and all that kind of stuff. So you're, you've yeah, yeah. I've seen other Batman films yeah, yeah. Which is, again, which is one of the reasons I wanted to watch it anyway. So, yeah, okay. Yep. First comment. Mm -hmm. I could not stand the, the, uh, what's his name? The guy who played Batman, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson, really? That's his name? Yeah. Okay. Um, I couldn't stand him as Bruce Wayne. Okay. But I thought he was awesome as Batman. I get it. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't get over Twilight every time I saw him outside of his costume. It's like, ah, okay. I just, yeah. Uh, and I want to comment on that. Keep yeah. going. Whatever that is, Team Freddy right. or whatever the hell that, get, that dude's name was in Twilight. I never saw Twilight. Yeah. I, I, I've seen glimpses. Right. Um, because my wife was a big fan. She liked it a lot. So I saw glimpses. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I thought uh, the story, I, I liked the grittiness. I liked how um, it was almost too much. And I want to say the same about the Joker, but it was but it was, it was, was a good level of grit. And I, I've always disliked the Gotham um architecture maybe you know the, the way they build that city up to be gothic yeah but, but not this too one. much like new york right too it's yeah. too new york-y yeah. and even with this with the the new york mob with the accents and the okay Falcone, hey forget about it over here all that you know right. to me it's like stereotypical new york without calling it new york right and so i think if you have the universe at your beck and call you can make whatever you want make it something different Mm. Which they did, of course, and originally with Batman, they did that with all of the crazy characters, the you know the Joker, the Riddler, the Penguin, all that. Right. Um, but I just felt like in this particular film, it was too New Yorky mm -hmm. for me. Uh, in in that I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Mm. A stereotype. It was too it's too much of a stereotype. The city. Well, you know, I've often <clears throat> I've often wondered about that because you know that's one thing that. Uh, but it had two, like Chicago elements as well, right? With yeah. the L line going over. Well, over well that's what I was going to say is that uh, that I'm sure someone out there who is really into all of this has has kind of pinpointed, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, New, because I I don't even know if in, in the DC universe is there a New York, is there a Chicago? I mm. don't know. You know. Mm. But but all these characters throughout 
the Flash and the Green Green Arrow mm. and Nightwing and all on down this obviously mm. Superman and mm. so forth. They they live in cities that are not you know cities that we're familiar with. Yeah, you know? yeah. but but uh, there's no L.A. You know, there's no Seattle, but uh, <sighs> but uh, Mar- Marvel has like a New York, but I, I don't know. Uh, well, so yeah. I think I think my only point is that. I understand. I get right. it, and I and I appreciate the creators of these comics. Long ago, mm-hmm. um, all they really did is identify um, some really archetypal characters right. uh, in our world and represent them with these characters in this world. And of course, they built this this uh, city of Gotham around. All of our cities, right? Mm-hmm. We're not – our generation is not the first generation to have crappy cities, right? No. Look at New York in the 30s and the 20s and the teens. Look at Rome. Shit. I mean, you know, you go back as far as you want. So it's, it's a human problem and has been for a long time. Right. You know, you get all these people in close quarters and crime escalates and they, people take advantage of one another because they get desperate. And all that all that stuff is built right. into this. And I, I get that. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> but um, in this in this particular story, for some reason, it bothered me hmm. that the way that they portrayed the city, um, as a it was even almost it was like it was a character, and I didn't like that character. Okay. So, um, outside of that, I really did dig the Batman mm-hmm. uh, as the character, the Batman. I thought he was a he was good. Um, I thought the 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 what's the the, the motivation. Of him uh, fighting crime was a little bit lean mm-hmm. in this movie. It wasn't, uh, you know, when you watch Dark Knight, it's he struggles. <clears throat> and this, it, like you said, maybe it was like an, his early version of him starting because it, it did seem like he was trying to figure stuff out, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe it was his like his early, but that made him seem a little bit awkward, right? Um, which I, you know didn't really bug me too much, but um, but uh, you know I liked his suit. I liked his gadgets, um, and I did think that uh, I liked him when he was talking mm-hmm. as Batman in this. And some of them I don't like when they when they are speaking as Batman. They're just yeah. So he's shaking. Tony's shaking his head, and people can't hear that. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to interrupt you, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. In. I totally agree that uh, <laughs> that uh, uh, yeah. And, and and I guess you know it's kind of give and take here. I agree. Again, I do agree with you. I did not like him as uh, Bruce Wayne, not because of the Robert Pattinson thing. I've kind of gone past that, even though I'm not a big fan of. I mean, that whole. I, I've never been a, a young, a young adult novel person, you know. Right. So, but uh, you know, but he, he didn't have to get past that. But he wasn't. I, he wasn't. He wasn't like as Batman. Okay, so yeah, there's the Twilight thing. But right. did you get past that? It's, no. it's like he wasn't. Um, he was more like an emo. You oh, know God, I mean? you know, son of a bitch. That's what I was going to say. Last yeah. night, last night we were, I was having, we were having dinner with a friend, and she used that exact term, which yeah. I agreed with, is the fact that, you know, the whole point of Bruce Wayne is that he's got, you know, he doesn't want people to know that he's Batman, so right. he playboys it up, right? Right. He, he, you know, he just seemed very like, you know, uh, you know, morose or yeah, self-absorbed. Uh, yeah, you know, very gloomy. You know, mm. and uh, and I, you know, you know, now he's. He is he's supposed to be vengeance, right? Mm-hmm. He's not supposed to be depression, right? Yeah, so yeah. so uh, so he's you know he's got he, he should be past that. My parents are dead. Thing I really feel depressed about that. Now he's living to 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 you know get his right make the world justice place, yeah, yeah get his justice and, and vengeance on all the people that that got to that point right. So I agree with that. 
you know, uh, as far as the city goes, um, you know, I don't know. I, the, what I, what I, uh, and, and maybe kind of to, uh, dig a little bit more into the plot, you know, there's this one, this one focuses probably on three villains are three of people, three, uh, individuals from Batman's rogue ga- rogues gallery. That being, uh, uh, the the headliners, the Riddler, mm-hmm. and then you've got uh, the Penguin, and then you've got Catwoman, yeah. and also you've got and Falcone. Yeah, Fal- and Falcone. Yeah, Falcone, and uh, and of course Salv- Salvatore Moroni, which you don't see in this because he's he's busted because he he was the drug guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they were from the Long Halloween, so they were the okay. ones that were in there. But uh, and so uh, so the Riddler is is killing people that that he feels uh, you know led led the city down this dark mm-hmm. path where, you know, there's a separation between the haves and have nots. Mm-hmm. And these people have yeah, taken advantage, taken advantage mm-hmm. of every, you know, basically to, to, to the detriment <laughs> of, of, uh, of everybody. He feels like Batman's on his side mm-hmm. on this. And, and while that, all that's going on, uh, you know, there's kind of this, this uh, parallel plot where Bruce Wayne finds out that his father, uh, well, he already knew that his father had saved, Carmine Falcone after he'd been shot back 20 years ago and somehow that had played into Falcone and Thomas Wayne Bruce's father having some sort of like deal where mm. maybe Thomas Wayne did something that was could have been a dirty yeah, guy yeah, dirty yeah, politician yeah, something. yeah something like that yeah so and uh, but uh, the 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 thing I really like that there are things I thought were interesting I totally agree I think I, I like the suit. I like the Batmobile. I thought the Batmobile was kind of cool in this mm-hmm. because I, I like the scene when they're like in the Batcave and and you know there's parts everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no Lucius Fox in this. Oh, I'm sure there is, but mm-hmm. but it seems like he does a lot of his own. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, get, getting everything together. He truly is a detective. I thought it was really interesting that like Gordon was inviting him into these crime scenes. That's mm-hmm. something that's never been done before in a mm-hmm. movie. And uh, I thought that was very intriguing because that is in the, co- a lot of times that's in the comic book where Batman shows up. I thought his interaction with the police were interesting. I thought the mm-hmm. fight scenes were well done. Uh, he, there was I thought I thought Colin Farrell as the penguin was mm, he was awesome he was amazing that, that was really good yeah he was yeah. A good penguin yeah um I, I liked I liked uh, the Gordon as well the guy who played Gordon yeah I thought he did great because um, he's been in I've seen him in a couple of things lately Westworld and, yeah Westworld is one of his more famous but um I thought he played a good Gordon um because he was. He was almost desperate for help. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, Which by explains the way, that, to me a little bit more of that relationship in the future. Yeah. That's um, Jeffrey Wright, the actor, by the way, just yeah. so people know. And, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, the, I thought the Penguin was great. Uh, again, I thought Falcone was very much a, just a rubber stamp. Yeah. Well, you know. I, I like, I liked, uh, I liked Gordon. I probably, I put him right above like serviceable. He did a great mm-hmm. job. He mm-hmm. was, I mean, a good job. He, he mm-hmm. played it. I mean, but he, he filled the role that he needed to. Mm-hmm. I thought he yeah. was great. Which on, on the opposite side of that, I did not like, um, uh, uh what's his face? Uh, Alfred. Oh, you didn't, no, you didn't like Andy, like Andy Circus? No, okay. not at all. All right. I, I just thought, uh, there was a couple of times in there that I thought, okay, he's pretty good, but, uh, for the most part, I thought he was just um, stiff and yeah. yeah, not good. And that whole scene in the hospital where he, where he says, you know, like whatever your father was a good man or whatever. I mean, Jesus, that was, you could just, sorry, the piglet's here today. <laughs> In case anybody can't hear, Lucy's that. disagreeing with you. <clears throat> no, but, I, but yeah, I didn't like that. That was just way too on the nose and way too like yeah. Ugh, now you, know, you got you got not because, because you're. 
your penny worth. You got your penny, you know. Your, yeah, no, no, it wasn't no, that joking. at all. Yeah, no, I'm it wasn't that yeah, at all. But, yeah. It was like, you know, well, once again, uh, Michael Caine crushed yeah. Alfred, yeah. And, and, and I can't see anybody else yeah. doing it as, as well so far. But, yeah. yeah, and, and uh, kind of circling back around on something you said before I lose it is that I, I do I do completely agree with, uh, with you, uh, your point that, he was not a good Bruce Wayne, but he was a good Batman, and yeah. and and this voice had a lot to do with it. I I never liked uh, the uh, the voice that uh, uh, the from the Dark Knight. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. The guy who played Batman in the last movies. Oh, um, yes. Tip of my tongue now too. Yeah, late, man. Um, That's what happens when your brain gets to be 54 years old. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm beyond you there. Um, but anyway, I, the yeah. way he, the way he always did the voice, it'll it'll pop into my head in a second. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, you know, this that that you know, Bane. You and I have talked about this a couple of times. The whole Bane, the movie with Bane, was the, the, the perfect Christian example. Bale. Christian Bale, that's yep. it, yeah. God, um, but yeah, Bane was the perfect example of how bad that can actually be. Yeah. But, um, but I thought this one was good, and I thought, that in particular, <clears throat> the Penguin's voice. Oh God, man! And his his accent. Uh, was really good. I think I thought he did a great. All right, I love the scene also where he, he's being uh, interrogated by Gordon. Yeah, and, uh, that was the pinnacle of that character. It was where he goes like, "Oh my god," you know, and he goes, "He goes, you guys are supposed to be the detectives." Yeah, and I forget what it was, but he figured out that it was like the the, the uh, Riddler was was uh, referencing Falcone, yeah. Falcon. Yeah. yeah, and that was great. But uh, and, well, and, and the car so, chase was great too. Yeah, the car chase was. I don't know. I was up and down on that one. That was yeah. cool. I liked that car though, so it was it was yeah. kind of cool. But um, <clears throat> that moves us on to uh, the Riddler, uh-huh. and I thought that guy was awesome. I, yeah. I thought he was really good. Um, uh-huh. Little cheesy with the goggles and whatever, and little cheesy with the like the right. the um, you know the gazillion of them at the end and all that. But yeah. uh, but him as a character, I thought was really good, especially yeah. how. He was sort of like a lunatic. He played he that. He pulled that off really good. Yeah, yeah he, he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and yeah, I uh, I thought when Batman was interrogating him in Arkham, and he kind of like was like, you know, starts going like, no, 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 because he suddenly mm-hmm. had this realization. Yeah, that Batman's not on his side. Not on his side, and and he, he and uh, yeah, it, it's funny because a lot of people uh, were kind of critical of 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 the actor uh, uh, Paul Dano who played him, but. Uh, but I, I and, and the character itself. But I, I, I agree with you. I did like him a lot. Well, I mean, especially our generation. Right. You compare that with the the Batman TV series and the Riddler, and it was yeah. just like, holy was, mackerel! This dude in tights and right. and it's like, yeah. Well, again, he was a cartoon character, I guess, so whatever. But well, <laughs> I, I thought this guy did a really good job on that. I thought he did a good job of again, kind of bridging that gap of uh, of uh, you know, because you know, we grew up with Adam West Batman, right, yeah. and. And you know you kind of move through the uh, uh, Tim Burton Batman and mm-hmm. so forth, and of course you get really crazy with the Joel Schumacher stuff. And uh, but there's this you know ever since the Chris Nolan stuff, and, and to make it kind of you know make Batman kind of a believable thing as much as you can. Mm-hmm. You know there, there's always going to be some extension of disbelief, but this sure. is another one that that uh, you know I'm you know where you can say oh you know I can I can kind of. Surely, there's never going to be a guy that's like Batman, but right. I, I, I can see this Batman, right? Sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, so I, I did like him. I, what do you think about Selena Kyle? The Who's cat, that? The cat, Catwoman? Woman, Catwoman. Um, I liked the Catwoman character, right? I want to say about the first half of the movie. Okay. Um, I liked I liked her throughout the whole all of the scenes where she was in the club, right? 
Um, I liked her, watching her sort of jump into the Catwoman role and explore mm-hmm. that a little bit. But when she started getting the like the romantic thing with him, like psh, I totally right. lost it. And I hated that stupid ending where they go off in different directions on their motorcycles. Right. I'm like, oh my god, man, stab me in the eyes! I yeah. can never unsee that. It was not, terrible. <laughs> not to get political, but what do you think about the? <laughs> The scene where she kind of where she thought mentioned like it's just nothing but rich white men running yeah. out. What do you think? Oh, I go with Bob. What killed me about like, that? Why? Why, why? put that? I, in that the, was my that makes too. no sense well, whatsoever. Like it, you it, have to go and make your freaking political statement. Well, it's, it's, it's hardcore. Shut up. It's a little hardcore virtue signal. And what yeah. kills me about it is uh, that's that's Zoe Kravitz. I mean, Lenny Kravitz and, and Lisa Bonet are, are your parents. I promise you're not. You're not, uh, you're not, yeah, you're, you're not, not marginalized, yeah, okay? Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so to me, it's like, and I just think that sign, that line was put in there to virtue signal. It really takes you out of the movie when it happens. Yeah. So, so it doesn't fit at all. It did not fit not at, all. at all. And I was like, why do we have to do this? You know? Yeah. And, uh, and so that, and, but that's when it was made, you know, it was made during that time. So, so, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I think we're pretty much on the same page. Uh, yeah. I think, it, I think it was a good movie. I think it was a good movie. Yeah, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah. I, I was, I thought the, I thought there were points that, that it, it fell off a little for me. And, um, one of those was, was, um, Catwoman a, a couple times. It was her. The other time, you know, when all of those, uh, <clears throat> when all those, um, lookalikes, um, right. You know, and the city was flooding and all of that. I'm just like, yeah. I, I thought the movie, well, too, it's just too much. You know, yeah, too, too, me, too, yeah. too thoughts on that is that uh, that movie went, that, that it had gotten a little too long at that point to me. Yeah. You know, where, uh, and also, you know, Batman is supposed to stop the bad guy, but technically speaking, he didn't. You yeah. Know, the, no, the, exactly. the Riddler achieved what he set out to do. Yeah. And uh, and that's a little odd. Hmm. Uh, so so I, again, I just thought it went long, uh, and uh, and I th- also thought like the the whole Thomas Wayne lies murder kind of thing that seemed like a bit of a stretch for me. That was something that has never been in the mythology, hmm. and so I, I wasn't uh, uh, that uh, hip to it. Uh, but there were a lot of things about it I did like. I just th- I thought it was a you know it was a, a good kind of continuation. I'll be interested to see where it goes. And I, and I thought Robert, oh they're doing more. I think so. I oh, think geez. well Robert I thought Robert I thought Robert Pattinson was fine. I thought he, I yes, mean Batman is fine. Yes, yeah, exactly. I do think again. I, I and it had nothing to do with the Twilight. Like I mentioned, he's just very gloomy, and I didn't get that. Yeah, so emo yeah. emo Bruce. Emo. It's so funny you should say that because uh, uh, yeah, I, I wrote here also reminded me of the movie Seven. The uh, the whole you know but you know, the whole dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think if they could pull away from that. Oh, I, I don't know what I was going to mention. My brain flipped off for saying one thing. I did really like about the whole Catwoman thing is there was that scene where like Batman was fighting her mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was just so glad that he, you know, he just he not only did he hold his own, he, he just was able, yeah, he just dominated her, yeah, he just dominated her, yeah, and so because he's Batman, but you know, and, and today's- well, it's not just that; it's like I, I really am more than tired right. of the ninety-pound woman, you know, that's flipping my, the two hundred and sixty-pound Russian guy. That, that's my point. That's yeah, my point is yeah. is that normally they would they would kind of uh, over that, yeah, big time. They, you know, uh, and Batman's Batman, but yeah, they, yeah. I, I'm very much over the. The, uh, I did like I did you you mentioned it a few minutes ago and I did like the I did like the choreography of the fight scenes on this because mm-hmm. it was it was pretty solid I mean he took some hits and stuff and right um, which was good you know he wasn't like the perfect jujitsu no. kung fu you well know, got his ass kicked a little bit so sure which is good yeah yeah he was still figuring his shit out yeah there was that scene where he was in the police station and he goes to the top of the police station and he runs to the edge of like the 
the the the uh, the, the the ledge, mm-hmm. and he's like, and he clearly is like, oh oh shit, well, what do I do now? Yeah, what do I do now? And then mm-hmm. he he pops out the wingsuit, mm-hmm. and he totally fucks up the landing, right? Yeah. I mean, so uh, so yeah, he and there's that scene where he goes into the ping, the penguins club and he gets mm-hmm. in the fight and mm-hmm. and the fighting was a lot of it was brutal, you know, yeah. where he would uh, well like for. Sorry to be critical again. I'm because okay. we're talking about how good the fight scenes were, but you know, at the end where he gets shot, I mean, do blast him with a shotgun. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. I mean, <laughs> even if you had bulletproof, yeah, dude, yeah. he's still a, a guy. You yeah, know I mean, he ain't yeah. getting about off well, of that. Well, and and uh, they 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 leaned a. That was maybe one of my criticisms too. Is he, they leaned a little heavy on the bulletproofness of his yes, suit. Yes, because there were scenes where like people were like literally shooting. In it, shooting his shoulder, yes. which is like two inches from his face, you yes, know, yes. and uh, and somehow he managed to yeah. avoid, you know, taking a round to the mouth. Yeah, which is exactly. good, for, good for him. Good you for know, him, so, yeah. So yeah. doesn't have a bulletproof mouth. Yeah, and I know <laughs> our shield. It's a good name for a punk band. Bulletproof it is, mouth. It is. Or just put your head down, right? Yeah. You know, but he just walked into it. But the opening yeah. fight scene where he fought kind of the Joker esque kind of guys yeah. that was good. Yeah. But uh, all right. Uh, cool. So we'll, come, we'll circle back around. I, uh, I am going to ask you to. I, I would like you to pick one over the other. When, but oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So all right. So so the, you want to talk about the Joker? I do want to talk okay, about the let's Joker. Let's start it like this. You ready? There it is. That's nice. actually pretty weak. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and it's an orange soda. It's not even a beer. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the Joker, uh, two hours two minutes, directed by Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips is an interesting guy too. Uh, he's uh, he's known mostly to, for uh, the Hangover movies. He did the Hangover movies. Oh, really? Yeah, and he also did Due Date, uh, uh, Starsky and Hutch, Old School, Road Trip, Frat House, War Dogs. So he's none of which I liked. Uh, wow, I didn't like Hangover. No, okay, I did. Uh, so he, he it was uh, like, uh, what was that? What was that? Um what was that movie with all the girls uh, where the one chick was getting married? Oh, uh, uh, Bridesmaids? Uh, yeah, Bridesmaids. Yeah, Hangover was just Bridesmaids. Well, well, Hangover came first. Wow, okay. So, uh, so Bridesmaids was better. <laughs> Bridesmaids was good. I liked Hangover. The I mean, at the time, I, I, thought, I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah so. Anyway, so, all right, uh, moving on. All right, Sorry. so, uh, also written by uh, Todd Phillips, which I thought was kind of interesting. He's actually got a writing credit on Borat, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and uh, other writer was Scott Silver, who uh, The Finest Hours, The Fighter, Eight Miles, uh, Mod Squad. Okay, so, and Good of course, Lord. this is, this is uh, yeah. Hey, I've you seen know any what? of this stuff. None yeah. of it. I haven't seen a single one of those movies. Uh, no, I never saw eight, 8 Mile. I think I'm, no, I didn't see any of these. That was the Eminem movie. Yeah, yeah. 8 Mile. Yeah. Of course, obviously, we got Joaquin Phoenix playing uh uh, the Joker, Arthur Fleck, and uh, Robert De Niro, Mur- Murray Franklin, and on and on, lots of people. Yeah. Uh, and this is a, this is an interesting one. Uh, 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 the Joker. This is just the origin story for the Joker, which is which. Uh, lots of liberties uh, with this because uh, you know there's uh, most comic books and movies don't name the Joker. Uh, in the in Tim Burton's Batman, uh, Jack Jack Nicholson was the Joker, and his name was Jack Napier, but mm. not Arthur Fleck. Uh, oh, one thing I did think it was kind of interesting is that neither one of these movies opened with the uh, the big blockbuster DC opening, like where they they mm-hmm. would show like the like the kind of the uh, whatever you want to call it, where they put all the characters together. And you see Superman fly by and Batman throw the boomerang and Wonder Woman. There, there's a, the, Marvel has that thing where they show the page. Mm-hmm. They, neither movie did this. Uh, Batman did have a, a quick DC lo- logo, but, but uh, 
but the Joker didn't associate itself in the opening with DC at all, mm. which I thought was interesting. Didn't uh, yeah, yeah, and and, and and the opening used that retro, uh, retro seventies Warner Brothers opening, and I think the reason why is this movie is clearly a callback to like the Scor- Scorsese movies of the seventies, like Taxi Driver and so forth. Mm-hmm. I think that had a lot to do with it, and also this movie had a huge uh, controversy because when it first came out, not huge, but somewhat huge, somewhat big, uh, that it hit kind of too close to home and. They they were they were worried that it would incite violence amongst those individuals that that uh, felt like they were, you know, just negated in society. But that's just that's just the way people are now. Okay. So, and uh, I thought also this was interesting because this whole this whole movie kind of defines the unreliable narrator. You know, the Joker is kind of your narrator, but all kinds of uh, crazy stuff happens around him. But all it is is how the movie starts with him, you know, being living in a city. Where uh, you know his life is shit, he doesn't feel like anybody notices him. He feels like he's constantly, you know, everybody's attacking him. And you watch his slow decline to the point where the switch gets thrown and he becomes uh, the Joker. So it, and it and and it's always kind of interesting because to me this movie did have kind of that 1970s gritty kind of, you know, uh, like I said, like Taxi Driver is the easiest mm-hmm. comparison here. But uh, but it's clearly taking place in in a Gotham world, right? You know, we mm-hmm. got Thomas Wayne, and you've got, you know, it is Gotham, right? Mm-hmm. So and and he is a Joker. So, but uh, but what did you think about this movie? Uh, Phoenix, awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, undeniably. Uh, God, I couldn't stop thinking of myself. So I'm I'm not one. It's really really hard for right. me. Or let me flip that. It's really really hard for a movie. To suck me in and and make me forget that I'm watching a movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that happen, and and I couldn't tell you how long. Mm-hmm. I'm saving Private Ryan, maybe. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so that didn't happen in this movie, so it wasn't that good. Right. But I remember uh, thinking to myself as he was doing that crazy laugh thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my perception of him through that laugh through the course of the film changed Mm -hmm. and in the beginning i thought that's a cheap parlor trick Mm -hmm. uh that the that they threw in there um (laughs) 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 sleeping good uh but yeah it felt like in the beginning it felt like a cheap little parlor trick you know from the 70s -hmm. joker was always doing that um, you know the I forgot who played that guy in the seventies Joker, but he was uh, always you know Cesar Romero, yeah, with that crazy hair and all. Anyway, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but as the movie developed and you and you the character flushed out a little bit more, and then you got the explanation that he couldn't control himself, and that was um, that's how his his body reacted. Or I was like, okay, so that added some validity to it. But then I don't know if everybody else picked this up, but I noticed that as as he was going into stressful situations, that's what was happening. Like mm-hmm. that was his little his tell or whatever his little trick, right. and so that made it all that much more powerful. And I ended up really appreciating that that thing as a as a element of the story mm-hmm. um, because it 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 informed you as a viewer a couple of things at the same time. One is that this character that we're watching is he can't control himself mm-hmm. and also that he's he's something is about to happen because he's in this high stress situation maybe he's just going to walk away but mm-hmm. it can't it can't keep going right it's right. so it adds this element of tension to the right. scene whenever that would happen that I, that I thought was a, that was a great device mm-hmm. I mean, that was a really great 
storytelling device and it was used really well right um so that was cool um the whole thing with him and the social worker um again i agree too close to home maybe yeah but also it added this element of of um reality without being virtue signaling you know what i mean it was it was like yeah shit like that really happens people really do get treated crappy Mm -hmm. and our our wonderful government um can pour money into stuff and take money out of stuff with zero regard for the actual humans that they claim to be trying to help so i actually did like that part of it and again joaquin phoenix you know with his weird body movements and stuff that dancing shit it's Mm -hmm. like He's just uncomfortable to watch, which I think is great. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that that is a that's perfect for an actor, man. You know, it's yeah. like because it, it, it forces you to pay attention and think. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom, eh, I thought she was just completely vanilla. I didn't I didn't appreciate that character really at all. I understand what she was in the film. Um, but um I do like his his change in perception of her. That was kind of cool. And I said to my wife as we were watching it, and he was sitting in the hotel room or the hospital room, uh, and he was still being really nice to her. And I said out loud, I was like, there is no way that this is going to be a Joker movie if he doesn't kill his mother. He's got to kill his mother. <laughs> and then, of course, but, but, yeah, of course he does. But, uh, but I didn't like, so this is one of the criticisms I have, of, and, and there, they might have been other takes, and they just decided for whatever reason to use this particular take. But while he was sitting there and he had made the decision to kill her, we as an audience don't get to see the emotional um, transaction. We don't get to see him change. We saw it a little bit in the scene before. I can't remember what the scene was. I think it was when he, after he stole the, the documents that proved that yeah. he was adopted. Which, by the way, the scene where he's running down the hall, mm-hmm. that was friggin' great, man. Yeah. He just that slapped foot thing. Yeah, like that, the Joker. Yeah, he's, he's, he's was, embodied the Joker. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. But anyway, so I think we saw this emotional transition, in, during that scene, but. I think that if he was really sitting in this this hospital room about ready to kill his mom, you would get more of a you'd get more of a, an emotional outlet somehow. Right. I, I, you know, I would have to look really deep to figure that out. But mm-hmm. that's the only disappointing part of his performance, and and I'm it was more about the edit than it was his performance. I'm sure they did that n- numerous ways, mm-hmm. and just what they decided to use. But um, it was cool when he when he yeah. snuffed her. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then of course he was liberated. And so he kind of had this, this shift yeah. after that. Right. Um, but, it, you know, being the pivotal moment, I wanted to see the pivotal moment. Right. I wanted to see that. But um, Well, there was a few pivotal moments in that movie, too. Yeah, I but mean, I meant like for, yeah. you know, like you're saying, like he, 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 you know, it's one of those, I guess it's one of those psychological things like, yes, you can snap when the government takes away your funding and your meds and all that. But right. truthfully... When you suffocate your mother with a pillow, <laughs> well, that's the moment that well, you go over the edge. You so, know what I mean? Yeah, so, you know, yeah. Uh, so for, for whatever the reasoning was. So. so yeah, everything same page. You know, just just to be just to make sure I give credit where credit is due. You know, of course, before I was doing this, I was looking things up, and mm. and uh, Tarantino talks about this. Our man Tarantino talks about this movie, mm. right? Okay, and uh, and so I'm going to borrow a little bit from what, he, but and, and some things I don't completely agree with him. Sorry. I know Quentin. Well, whatever, I know, yeah. I know Quentin. Everybody's listen, got their opinion. Well, he's, he's probably listening he's to this. He's listening right he's now. He's listening. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, QT. Yeah, you're it my man. Hurt but, feelings, bud. But he, he, he did 
talk about it being like a pure riff on Scorsese, right? Okay. And and, and I don't quite see it that way, you know. I I mean, uh, I think you know that that there was a de- you know between the I forget the character's name and Taxi Driver, but uh, it'll come to me later. But mm-hmm. I think I think they were definitely on different paths, you know, the Joker. But I I think. Uh, you know his. You know I don't want to overuse the word marginalized. He's not. It, it goes beyond that, right? Yeah, he's screwed. He, he's, he's, he's just like screwed he's, over by he's, life. He's man. forgotten. He's a yeah. forgotten individual. I mean, people like he. Well, he's worse the, than that. I mean, well, he's shit on. I mean, well, he's, he's worse than forgotten. But he's uh, yelling at Murray at the on the. You know, we'll get to that in a second. Huh. Where he's saying. You know, you guys feel sorry about those individuals that were shot in the subway. If it was me and I yeah. was laying dead in the street, you would you step. Oh, right you walk me. right past me. Yeah. And he's not wrong. You know what yeah. I mean? No, exactly. He's not wrong by that. And the fact that, like, when he goes into the bathroom and he's talking to Thomas Wayne, and and he says to Thomas Wayne, even though he's clearly crazy, you know, and he says, "What would it kill you just not just to be nice? You mm-hmm. know, you know, just just to show me and show me some." Some courtesy, right? Mm. And uh, and so and you know, and he's constantly all the way through this. He's you know he the, at the very beginning when he's riding the train and he's making the little boy laugh and the woman gives him shit, you mm-hmm. know, about that. Mm-hmm. It's just like everybody, you know, you know, their their immediate reaction to him for whatever reason is uh, is just to treat him badly. His mm-hmm. boss, that guy, mm-hmm. was it Randall? Was it Randall? Yeah, Randall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just you know uh, with the pistol, know, yeah, yeah pistol. You know, and, and there there were some people on there that showed it. Even the the uh, the psychologist, you know, is just a vacant, is an empty vessel that doesn't. Well, she had a little bit of empathy there after they bit. cut the funding and stuff for him, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, but and you know, as as much as she could, but she he even commented that. You just ask me the same questions yeah, every over, time, yeah, and yeah. and and it doesn't matter. It doesn't amount to anything, yeah. you know. And she and she, you know, he says, I, "I never have a good day." I mean, so you're watching, you know, you're watching the fuse burn with mm-hmm. this guy, mm-hmm. you know. And I think we were talking about the pivotal moments when he shot those guys on the subway, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, like, uh, and, he, and he's a psychopath. But you mm-hmm. find yourself mm-hmm. they they made the Joker a, uh, uh, you know, you you felt kind of. Yeah, you find empathy yeah, compa- for him. empathy, yeah. yeah, and uh, and so I, I, I the the scenes. Well, I that- will have to say too. Yeah. On that note, I, uh-huh. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it, but I can't think of another actor other than Joaquin Phoenix that could pull that off. He was, I mean, a, a couple. So, so uh, stealing from Quentin again. This movie, not an action movie. If anybody's thinking about watching it, it's not an action movie. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a it's a psychological it's, drama. Yeah, it's right? a, psych- yeah. It's, a, it's a yeah, and uh, but the movie. Is not is not to me. It was never slow. I I, yeah, I, no, I watched all of yeah. it. I'm kind of like yeah, you know. So it moved it moved at a pretty good pace. Probably if I were you know, the, and this is just one of I have a few different things that, that I don't like about it. But uh, another thing too is you know this is supposed to be like a, a criminal mastermind, and you're always kind of like how does this guy become a criminal mastermind? Mm-hmm. I mean he's not stupid, but he's not yeah. But he's not he, a genius. He, he's not a genius. He just becomes a, he just becomes a psychopath, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that said, the, the two scenes I think were probably the most powerful. The first one was where, uh, and, and this may go back to the director in The Hangover, but where uh, he kills uh, Randall, uh, stabs him with the scissors, mm-hmm. and and the 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 little person's there, right? Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and and I thought the little person did a great job because yeah, that's yeah. how that's how I would have reacted. Yeah. He's like he just He's freaks out. out. He yeah. freaks out, and uh, and then. Uh, the Joker, and of course, he was the only one, one of the only people that ever showed uh, him any kindness, yeah. right? Yeah. So, Joaquin Phoenix or the or, or Arthur 
It's like you can leave, but the door is yeah, locked. It's too high. Yeah, <laughs> the lock is too high. Yeah. So, so you know, this individual who who's you know uh, has dwarfism, he can't reach it, and he has to let him out. I thought that was so. So once again, yeah, uh, this is uh, funny. So let me just let me interject here. Yeah, and yeah. Pause us both for a second uh-huh. and just say for anybody who's listened to our podcast for a while. <clears throat> Every time I review movies, I always get hung up on story, right? right. Uh, that's the thing I always harp on the most. And I would say this movie is just about a textbook example of good storytelling. Yep. Because that is a device. They didn't have to do that. Right. Right? They, they did not have to have Arthur lock the door when the right. guy came in. He could have used the knob. Right. But they made him do that on purpose because they knew that when the little guy couldn't open it, Arthur would have to get up and open the door. And that, that does two things as a story. Right. Uh, one is it shows that Arthur really was not meaning that little guy any harm. No. Right? He really did. So that, that rounded out his character. He's right. only after the people that were mean and bad to him, right? Right. The other thing that did is it added a little bit of comic relief, and it gave us as an audience a chance to breathe. Right. You just saw this vicious, crazy murder, and Arthur sitting there covered in blood and, and, and white makeup. zero, yeah, yeah, white makeup, and and, and <clears throat> showing zero remorse for this, um, but it allows you to take a breath, right, and then move on to the next whatever happens next, right. right. So it's an excellent, excellent, excellent device for for storytelling, and it's it's been done in other films as well, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's it, <clears throat> and after uh, a real tense right. scene like that, right. And an author made a little joke, and it was actually funny. A guy who wasn't funny, he yeah, as a, as yeah. the guy walks, like, <gasps> and he jumps jumps at him, and mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah. And to be clear, the author Fleck, he wants to be funny, but he's yeah, not he really funny. Does, he's yeah. not funny. But I'm sorry, I was just thinking to myself for a second. Another scene that comes to mind that's like that that did not do this, and they did. I did think they didn't do it on purpose. Is an apocalypse now mm-hmm. when they raid that boat. Uh, and they kill all those people, and it's all about the puppy. They they were yeah. protecting the puppy. Right. They don't give you that relief afterwards. It goes silent. Right. There's all this shouting and screaming and shooting. These people die, and they're pissed off and screaming. And they take the puppy, and then the the movie it doesn't go totally silent, but the the scene cuts to them driving on the boat right up the river again, and nobody's talking. And so you, as an audience member, go like. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't. I'm waiting. Like something has to happen, and nothing happens. And you're right. just like, you just like keeps that tension inside. Well, this device allows you to. Like, yeah. Okay, take a breath, man. That was actually kind of. A, and it yeah. just allows you it, to. It, it definitely, it really definitely chat, was so. a, a a a lot of different emotions. And, yeah. and And I laughed. I mean, I thought. It, I yeah, mean, it was funny. But but it was. I felt so. I you know. Well, and also I was relieved because like, you know, I didn't want to see him hurt Gary. Yeah. No. Gary of course. And, and yeah. that's the whole yeah. point. That's yeah. the whole point and, of that. It's a storytelling and device. Also, and yeah. And 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 also that's another point where we see the switch get thrown for Arthur. Right. Yeah. He he knows who he is now. He knows what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. You know. And. Uh, and also, he's still very focused. You know, he's not, you know, he's not pure chaos. But he's still, but he's still yeah. reluctant at that point, right? You think? <clears throat> yeah, I think when he, by the time he killed him, he was, he had already killed his mom. <laughs> he killed the fuck out of Randall. Yeah, he did. Uh, he had already killed his mom, but I yep. think he was, I think he was somewhat reluctant in the beginning. And it just, and he, he just said, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Right. Sort of that instantaneous let's jump off the cliff thing. Right. And I think that's that solidified his ability 
to to because it's one thing to shoot somebody right but it's something even though yeah. i did chase that one guy down i shoot him on the stairs yeah um, i was gonna say i was gonna stab, that. stab uh, somebody that you personally know oh, in the neck them, with yeah. a pair of scissors the i mean yeah, yeah he stabbed him in the eye and yeah the neck. yeah so that's 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 a little bit more intimate so oh. i think i think that that solidified his his willingness to do whatever he needed to do. right and, and uh yeah i was gonna even comment on the 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 when he shot those individuals on the subway he you know he shot like two of them more kind of in self-defense. A third one he went after. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think he probably knew that he had to do what he had to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah for the but, witness thing. Yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. you're a witness, bang. You're yeah. a witness, bang. You know, so. Uh, one of but my Joe DeRosa, scenes. by the way, that's yeah. his joke. Anyway, one, <laughs> so. one of my uh, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, right? Uh, strangely enough, was where the that gun goes off in his apartment for the first time. Yes, it scares the living shit out of him. He turns the TV up. Yeah, yeah. But the the the, the way he's he's. Because you can watch him, and this is where the similarities with Taxi Driver come in. Right. You can watch him playing around with the, the possibility that could, he could be a tough guy. Or we don't even messing with this gun. And it goes off. And again, this is Joaquin Phoenix just being freaking brilliant actor. Right. Um, and yeah, that thing goes off, scares the shit out of him. And it's just it's like. Right. And at the same time, you get this whole. Uh, this and. Well, I keep wanting—I keep wanting to say, yeah, we're so much on the same page with mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. This, you know, there was there was, you know, I just put him in in you know that rare air of some of the greatest actors because you never question him. No, uh, he embodied nope. that I all mean, the way, uh, all the way. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I agree that he was kind of like, hey, this, you know, this is, you know, I have a gun, this, you know, changes the dynamic, but also he's even toying with suicide, you know, mm-hmm. he's doing, yeah. he's got the gun and he's, and he's thinking about killing himself or killing other people. That, that's, that stays with us, you yeah. know? And again, and, that's close to home, but that's what happens. So, yeah. uh, and, and also the second scene, I know which one, you know, I know what, you, you know, which scene I'm talking about is when he, when he goes on the talk show. Oh, and it's the best. It is. Yeah. Yeah, well, and again, back on Tarantino, referencing Tarantino, Tarantino said that's when the movie changed because, you know, we still, and I'm only, I'm only saying what he said because I agree with it, is that up to that point that this movie had this kind of, you know, ran kind of parallel to a lot of other movies. Suddenly, you know, because Murray Franklin, he's, he's a bit of a, a dick, but mm-hmm. he doesn't deserve to die, right? But with that said, uh, when he sh- when he when, when uh, the Joker shoots him, you're like rooting for the Joker. You're mm-hmm. like you're like yeah, he mm-hmm. he had that coming, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is such a powerful scene. The yeah. whole scene yeah. is super powerful. Yeah, I um yeah I was I was happy when that happened. I was yeah yeah you know it was because I didn't I don't like uh what's his face anyways De Niro uh, De Niro mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't like almost anything that he's done. I yeah. just it's just me. I'm just not a fan. Right. Um I I hated that character but not but the reason I think you were supposed to hate him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah they he, make him that way on purpose. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, he he wasn't funny. He wasn't yeah. a funny guy, you know. Yeah. Uh he, he was a, he was a talk show host. He was yeah. you know, he was uh, arrogant, you yeah. know, and and uh, entitled, you know, so yeah. Yep. And then uh the only the only downside for me was at the very end um I, I did think, by the way, when he was getting taken away in the cop car and then they got hit by the ambulance, uh-huh. that was a great scene, man. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and they uh, they did a really, really good job with that. But then when he was laying on the car mm-hmm. um, and, and all the other jokers were showing up around him and stuff, um, 
I don't know. To me, that didn't click really right. I mean, I get it. I know what they were doing. Right. Yeah, but I don't know. That one just felt, compared to the rest of the movie, that just felt cheap. Right. Um, So, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. This movie, uh, you know, had this subverted hero's journey that Mm -hmm. we always talk about. You know, he he went full circle, you know. And I thought the end scene when he was in the hospital and he... uh, he was walking away, leaving the bloody. Yeah, the foot. bloody foot. That that was. I thought that was a yeah, nice was touch. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. And then, but uh, yeah. And so the the other one of the, one of the scene I want to talk about real quick is yeah. when, when he actually met Bruce Wayne through the gates. Yeah. Uh, as a little kid. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was cool, man. Yeah. I thought that was um, again him being so weird and stuff. Uh, but but Bruce Wayne being a little kid, being open to right. almost you know ready to let him in the gates. Right. Um, so I thought that was a, you know, one of those like, Ooh, close call, right. You know, butterfly effect thing. Like if things would have went slightly different, this whole thing would be different, you know? Right. Um, so I thought that was, that was delicately handled well. well. Even if, even if Thomas Wayne would have been, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, been a little bit more sympathetic. Yeah. It might have changed changed the whole, changed everything. And, uh, but I didn't like the, I didn't like the Thomas Wayne character in this. Yeah, uh, I didn't like the, the the way the actor portrayed him for one and for two. Right, I did feel like any other Thomas Wayne I've ever seen in any of these movies was not that much of an asshole. No, he's sympathetic. Yeah, they, yeah. So it's just like a good guy all the yeah, way around. You yeah. Know? Well, even, so even, even but even in the Batman, right. they made him out to potentially be a bad guy, but he still. Right, he had defenders saying that he was always a good guy. And this one, this dude was just a dickhead. <laughs> he, no, he was. It's <laughs> just like he was. He was. Oh, he, was he was a. Him. He was a politician. You know, yeah. and uh, I it's automatically put you in my bad. Books. It does, and and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I I guess there were certain things that they did to move the story forward, and I think that was one of them. Mm-hmm. And and again, uh, unreliable narrator. Yeah. You know, and that's also to the uh, to the point that there was the uh, the neighbor that he. Saw himself dating. I thought that. Yeah. I thought. I thought that, that character. Was, that, that was, was cool. Char- that was a good character. Yeah. You know, I liked her. You know, and uh, and even though it was through his through his uh, bent warped, warped mind, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, so between the uh, so uh, okay, so the Batman eh, seven. Okay, and the Joker eight and a half. All right, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. I, I I would I would you know honestly probably I'd, I'd probably go nine. Nine on the Joker, and then uh, so eight and a half, nine, and about the same on Batman. I yeah. definitely, I definitely like the Joker better. Yeah, I uh, would watch the Joker again. The Batman, hmm, I don't know. Right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, so I, 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 as I, as I suspect, I think we, we, uh, we have a lot of similarities. Yeah. yeah. Did you say that they're making more of? They're making a follow up to the Batman and the Joker. Oh really? Yep. They're making a sequel to the Joker. Oh wow, well, that's going to be terrible. I, I, I'm concerned. Yeah, I, uh, I the, well, the, I think Joaquin will do a great job again if they if they can pull him in. I don't. Are they going to do that? Is he going to? Yeah, he's seen it. Okay, so well, then, same, then same. he'll he'll do good. Then it's just it, yeah, I'd there. be interested to see. I, I actually watched that one, the Batman. I don't know. I want to see the trailers and go like, okay, it's worth it, or yeah, no, I'm not gonna. my thoughts are the Joker. I, I'm going to say stuff that's going to make you want not want to watch it. <laughs> so they're actually bringing in Harley Quinn. Oh, it's all right. I don't mind that. I love that character. I do too. Yeah, I didn't like Birds of Prey because it was so freaking woke or whatever you want to call it. It right. was just so ugh. yeah, yeah, too much junk in there. But uh, I love that character, Harley Quinn. Yeah, well, you know, I got her tattooed on me. So yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, but you know, you know who they're getting to play her? Oh, good lord, I don't know. Lady Gaga. 
Oh, I like her. Okay, great. Well, yeah. then maybe you'll, okay. I don't like her music, but I think I I tell you what, that's one of those things, man, where I don't I, I don't I respect her as an artist. Okay. Because she is out there, man. Right. She is not scared. She will expose herself and emotionally. That's what Joaquin Phoenix does. Right. He lays it out there, man. There is nothing left when he comes off, right? It's that's he, he like right. you said, he embodies that character. There's no Joaquin Phoenix. It is all Joker, right? Right. Whereas other People are too vain and they have to have a part of themselves in there. You know, that's why right. it's just how I see Tom Cruise. Right. Like he makes good movies, but it's always Tom Cruise sure. in, in a movie, no matter yeah. where. But anyway, high, so high, I, knee, high knee running everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think, uh, I think Lady Gaga is great for that as right. well. She, she, she lays it out there. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few thoughts. Uh, yeah. They're definitely making, making uh, sequels to both. Uh, of course, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, James Gunn is now like the man inside DC. The the uh, the Joker, you know, the thing about the Joker is uh, it 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 is it is so far outside the DC extended universe, right? Mm-hmm. That's just not a DC extended universe thing. And I'm not too sure the Batman is a DC extended universe. What I mean is that you know, if there's a Superman, you, you're not going to see Pattinson in the Superman. I don't think. You know, I think they're right. I think they're going off in their own directions. Which I think is a very good thing, right? Mm-hmm. That we, I don't, we don't need another Marvel, right? Right. If if we're doing these these kind of standalones, that's fine to me, sure. right? Uh, so they're definitely making making sequels to both. Uh, I'm, I have hope for both, you know, because because Joaquin Phoenix was amazing. Yeah, you know? he was so, great. Well, I will say this, and this is the whole point of making movies. I'm not sure that I would actually pay money to see either. Right. I might watch them if they show up on Netflix or something, but. I know, and I know I pay for Netflix. Don't send me hate mail. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know that I would pay the, you know, 15 bucks to go sit in the movie theater. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe the Joker. It depends on what the trailers look like to me. But right. um, the Batman, it's unlikely. We'll wait and see. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, especially if they put Catwoman back in there again. It's almost a definite. You know, one thing we might be able to do. Yeah. The mm-hmm. cat, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, one thing we could maybe maybe we'll do uh, for podcasts like 248 or something like that. Mm-hmm. We'll go watch the Joker in the theaters. Come back and do a first, you know, first impression. I say we just talk about it during the movie in the theater. I think it's, I think I, you know, honestly, you're bring always the you're, yeah. you're always one upping me, and this is yeah. one time I'm going to say I appreciate yeah. it. Let's bring the recorder and I the think, mics. And go like, holy shit! Did I, you see that? I tell you what, even better on the car there. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it now. Let's disrupt Love that the movie. audience. Love like, that Shut up over there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. All right. Okay. So, well, yeah. There you go. There you uh, go. Hope I hope you guys enjoyed that because yeah. Uh, yeah, it was we. And just so you know, I, I, it should be self-evident, I think. But Tony and I, we give each other assignments like this, and we don't talk about it beforehand. We we purposefully right do not discuss it. So this is like a, an open first time we talked about it. Then, yeah. So. It, and uh, there's always that kind of things where we might we might mention. Yeah. I. I got things I want to say about it. Yeah, know? yeah, but we but, but from no that, spoilers from our no, no. But from here. usually from the tone of your voice, I'm kind of going like, oh, he liked it, or oh, yeah. he, he hated that shit. Yeah. So uh, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mash. Oh shit, man. <laughs> funny was it? Funny was it? Funny people. Funny. Funny, funny, oh, funny games. Funny yeah. games. Shit. All right. We, 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 one to one on that. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, everybody. All right. We'll, we'll see you guys later. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Bye.
This has been an Analog Spectrum production and presentation. We appreciate you listening to our podcast. It means a lot to both me and Doug. As always, we're looking for topic suggestions, folks to interview, and friends to join us on the show. If you can help with any or all of these, go ahead and send a quick note to Analog Spectrum, that's all one word, at gmail.com. Are you curious about our past uploads? Go check out our website. You'll find the link in the description. Finally, for any cast you've enjoyed, please leave a comment and a review. For that last part, it would mean a lot to us if you'd make it five stars. Don't forget to share us with your friends and family. Thanks again for taking time out of your busy day and spending time with us. There's nothing better than hanging out with you and all our friends in this crazy analog spectrum world. Music